this is Everyday Leaders. I'm your host, Melanie Ake. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today's guest will share the disciplines that she practices every day that allows her to achieve a life of success. Today's Everyday Leader reminds us how to add value to our lives and teaches us the lessons of walking with our purpose to collide with our destiny. These lessons are ones that you too can apply every day to live your life with success. Melanie Fusilier, the creator of Parents Pursuing Purpose, is my guest today. Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, show 46 starts now. Welcome to the program, Melanie Fusilier. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Everyday Leader, oh my gosh, we connected at John Maxwell at the International Maxwell Certification Program. We got to sign to the same table and we sat down and we introduced ourselves and it was like a mirror image. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about all these 15 laws of growth and what we've experienced and oh my gosh, having you in my life has been such an inspiration and what you're doing through these last couple of years and watching you is so exciting to share with all of my listeners now. So welcome to my program. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just, uh, I, I think the same about you, Melanie. You've really been an inspiration to me and in seeing everything that you've done. It's funny, we get on these calls sometimes and we're both Melanie. And I'm like, which one is she talking? they talking about? <laughs> and sometimes we have to change our names to the, the ache or fuse, right? Right. <laughs> so people will know. But kindred spirits, people talk all the time about, hey, we all go through life sometimes as the same name right? But mm-hmm. we have such unique characteristics and that's really what drives us to our purpose, right? We don't name ourselves, our parents do. But part of what your journey is, is really developing your strengths because you you came through your life and you became a teacher in, in the Dallas area. And I really want people to, to understand what your journey has been to kind of understanding, you know, connecting to that purpose as a teacher, before you had kids, and then really what you're experiencing today and how that's changed you. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, people always have asked me in different situations to share, you know, my story. And in the past, I always kind of started with chronological or things that I did or things that I liked. And um, a couple years ago, we had a guest speaker at one of our teacher in-services who said something just really profound to me and it's stuck with me ever since. And it's the quote, walk with purpose and collide with destiny. And so that at that point, I really was thinking, you know, what is my purpose? I always knew that God kind of made me this somewhat of an extrovert and I kind of wore my my emotions on my sleeve. And um, I I just enjoyed sharing my experiences with others because I felt like you know, I can learn from other people's experiences. They can learn from mine. And so I think that God really made me that way. And so I was really, you know, trying to dive into what is my purpose. And what I kind of came into was that he wants me to use my experiences to help others. And I've always had a passion for youth and, and young people. And so in my career, I was really do, able to do that well with, um, you know, teenagers and also with family members who were even younger. And so it was just a really um, 
great time for me once I kind of knew what that why was, what that purpose was. It, I was really able to focus in on on what I wanted to do, and um, you know, it kind of progressed eventually to I want to influence youth, but um, you know, who else can I influence and you know, what better way to influence youth than to influence the people who spend most of their time with the youth and that's their parents. And so that's kind of where I'm at now um, in my journey is, is because there was a pivotal moment in my life where um, I, I just had a one-year-old and um, just a little background story. I have three kids, one's four, a girl, and then a three-year-old girl, and then a boy who's one. And ever since I had my first daughter, you know, so four years ago, I'd always wanted to be home and, and being able to, to lead my own family. You know, um, I was able to, I think, fulfill my purpose as a teacher and, and, and help my students. Um, but I kind of had this, um, I don't know, just, just this yearning because it, it was kind of uh, a pulling on me and I was kind of like, felt like I was half in as a teacher, half in as a parent, because I was, you know, spending my time helping other people's kids while somebody else was kind of raising my kids. And so uh, it was a really hard time for me those four years. And I really wanted to be home and and be able to stay with them. And then, you know, uh, probably the biggest transition was when I was able to this last year, when I had my third kid, I was, you know, financially, we were able to stay home. I was able to stay home and it was a, it was actually a real hard transition for me that I wasn't expecting. Um, because I was like, this is everything I ever wanted. You know, my dreams have come true, but then I was just kind of, um, stuck and Mm -hmm. I was overwhelmed. I was, you know, I felt kind of lonely. Uh, I was used to, you know, interacting with people and, and again, in my teaching, I, I, I was doing my purpose, right? I was really, I knew my why, I knew what I was doing. And then I was home and I wasn't doing that any, anymore, I guess, with other people around me. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was a really hard transition for me. And, you know, you mentioned we talk about the 15 laws and it was an, an awareness for me, though, that um, I felt like I kind of lost my my purpose and I wasn't walking in that purpose. So I wasn't really colliding with my destiny. So it really got me thinking, you know, um, in this new role I have now, I'm not a a teacher and a mom. I'm just, I'm I'm a mom now full time. How can I use my passion still and and connect with my purpose and still do something? Cause again, I was feeling kind of lonely because um, I know the importance it talks about in the 15 laws about the importance of your inner circle as well. Mm -hmm. And and that kind of determines your potential. And so that's so true, isn't it? Because we sometimes as you were teaching and I love how you just kind of have wrapped all this up, but as a teacher, you have influencers and you had the people that were really helping you in that journey. You know, the people that were, you were doing a lot of youth teaching, you were doing a, a lot of youth leadership training and you had influencers in your school community. And and then you had your home life, right? And you're influencing your own family. And so mm-hmm. I think what, and I've watched you learn this, and I've watched you kind of transition out of this. But it's been really interesting because 
as you said, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom and I'm going to do something really great and powerful with my gifts. You've just taken that, all that you've learned, and, and written your story, written your own story, to be able to now influence these families because you have this experience. And so a couple of years ago, you were just saying, hey, the kids at school, you know, I really need to, to add value to the sports teams and, and really kind of figuring out what that looked like. And now you're like, hey, I've got my own family. I really need to use this, right, as that stepping stone of connecting that power and that energy of what you know. So you, you're you kind of working through that, right, and, and changing your influencers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting my last year as a teacher, too. I really, um, I was actually kind of expanding that out. I was, not only was I influencing my students, but I, I, I realized, again, that in order to influence youth, my students, my kids, anybody, I, I also needed to have an influence on other people around me and other people who influence youth. Mm-hmm. And, and that could really, you know, reach more people. And, and I, and I really believe that that's where it started. It starts, you know, with the parents, with the adults and in these kids' lives and, and really knowing, you know, and having their purpose so that they can, you know, help the kids know their purpose. And so it was at the, my last year, I really started to reach out more to, um, helping develop and, and walk alongside other teachers who kind of had that same passion as me. And so it really actually was a hard transition to leave because I was kind of stepping into that role. And, um, you know, I really felt I was making a difference. And then again, when I started to stay home, I, I, I just, I kind of got in this downward kind of just, I don't know. I just started seeing myself as a bad mom or, or not the mom that I wanted to be. Um, because I kind of went, it's different, you know, when you're, when you come home for, you only, you only see them for a couple hours and you're giving them your full attention because that's the only two hours you have with them because you've been working all day. And on top of that, they're not messing the house up as much Mm -hmm. because they're only there for a certain amount of time. And so I was just, oh, I was just so overwhelmed. And I think a lot of stay at home moms for sure, but just parents in general, they, they just can feel that overwhelming um, place. And I think I had a lot of guilt too, because I was, uh, I, again, like I said, I, I, I was looking in the mirror, right. And I, and I wasn't parenting how I wanted to parent. Mm-hmm. I was just getting angry. Um, and I had this pressure, not from my husband, but I think for myself that now that I'm home, you know, I have to keep the house spotless. I need to have dinner on the table. I need to you know, have preschool time with my kids. So they're learning and then also do all these fun activities. And it was just, um, I, I couldn't keep up. I was doing really, doing really good with that in the beginning, but then, um, you know, I had a newborn. And so once the the lack of sleep set in, it was, Mm -hmm. you know, just too many messes. I couldn't, I couldn't keep up too much whining, not, not, I, my kids weren't listening fast enough and I just became this angry parent really. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't you think there you messed this up? A lot you know, of, I just cleaned it up. A lot of people go through that though, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so when it's, you can connect to that now, this journey of, Hey, working and trying to stay home, but now saying I have control over this, but still 
you know, you think it's the perfect life, right? You look on the other side and compare people's lives. And we talk mm-hmm. about this comparison gap and this awareness that you said in the very beginning. If you think this looks great, so often we believe that that is going to be, that's going to solve the problem, right? I'm not mm-hmm. happy because my life mm-hmm. isn't better because I need more money. I need more time. I need more energy, whatever that is. But as you discover kind of your purpose, right, all those things fall into place. That time that maybe the money, you know, maybe it doesn't come initially, but you figure out ways to kind of give things up and trade things off for the things that become really important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, I actually, you know, you know this, but we were working through the 15 laws together kind of while this was going on. Mm-hmm. And I remember the law of reflection and, and really just pausing and, and saying, okay, what, what's going on here? I knew, I knew myself that I needed to do something, some, you know, I needed to change something, possibly a lot of things had to change. But, um, when I was able to pause and, and really think, you know, okay, what is my purpose now in this new role? I, I, I still am using my experiences to help others, but now I'm not a teacher. So, so how can I do that? And I still have a passion for youth and to influence people who influence youth. So, so what can I do? And so I really just started thinking, um, I can still, cause that's, that's what I love to do too. I love to help others make a difference in the lives of others. <laughs> and so that's where, um, actually just to back up a little bit, I, I, I made this post on this mom's group for, um, just in our town, we have this mom's group. And I was like, does anybody, you know, feel overwhelmed, guilty, all the things that I was feeling, um, stay at home mom. Now I I feel like I'm not doing anything to connect with other people. I feel lonely. I'm also not growing myself because, you know, we went to the John Maxwell conference and that, that whole year, it was like this huge leaps in our, our personal growth. And so I was missing that also, and I just really wanted to to find a group. So that's what my post was about. I was asking, is there a group out there that does that? You know, I wanted more than just a meetup group Mm -hmm. where I could meet people. I wanted that too, because I wanted to find some new, my tribe, you know, um, because as parents, we need a tribe, but also to know if there was a group out there already that I could join. But also I was kind of intentional in that post too, because I wanted to see if there was interest in a group like that of, of one that I was searching mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where the, the vision was to start um, my Facebook group, Parents Pursuing Purpose. So talk about that. Parents Pursuing Purpose, it all comes into your message. You know, your potential mm-hmm. of you are a parent pursuing your purpose. And, and so connecting to that Facebook group and, and I just kind of want to say it's fabulous. And it's not just for parents. It's for aunts. It's for uncles. It's for brothers. It's for sisters. People that really want to add value, right, to their families. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing because the, the, the messages or the content that you're putting out there and that you're connecting people with can influence any type of a relationship, Right. And, mm-hmm. and the parent part is more of that nurturing, mentoring, you know, establishing that, that credibility, that level of trust. And so what you're creating is something so much bigger than I think maybe you even see. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah. So right now, you know, it's, it's pretty fresh, but I, I kind of, um, uh, because I was working through with the life by design Institute, we were also doing put your dreams to the test. And so one of the activities in there is to kind of just write down your whole vision of, of what your dream was, what your dream is. And so, you know, and it says in the book, put anything, you know, make it a fantasy, whatever you want to do. And so I just writing all these things down and, um, I haven't really mentioned it yet, but my, my main purpose, and and I I guess I kind of did, but my, my main purpose is, like I said, use my experiences to help others, but, but it's more than that. It's a little bit deeper than that. And it's to, to show them how God is working in my life. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just me and what, you know, what I'm going doing, you know, but, um, it's also, um, connecting with God, pursuing God and, and just taking the next step that he has for me in, in what, what he wants me to do. And, and that's really kind of what parents pursuing purpose is also because, you know, up until this point, I've been a parent for four years. Mm-hmm. I've been working with kids, you know, 15 plus years, but my own kids for four years. And I just, I, I wasn't, I didn't have a purpose, you know, I, or I wasn't parenting with a purpose. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of doing what I was really surviving, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really just doing what I thought I needed to do. Um, and, and I wasn't pursuing God and what he wanted me to do. And when I kind of, again, law of reflection, sat back and and thought about, you know, what is the bigger picture here? Mm-hmm. Um because it's not all about me. That's when I really had this breakthrough, I believe, in my parenting. And it, and it kind of all came from, you know, I wanted, I had this desire to help other parents and I can't give other parents what I don't have. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I can't give my kids what I don't have. And yep. so it really just forced me to grow myself as a parent and, um, and really just, again, tap into what is my purpose as a parent and, and what are things that I can do um, in my own parenting. So, so yeah, so the, I do have those experiences to help others. So what do you think is the biggest thing that I know, you know, motivating you kind of being home, thinking about, Hey, there's something else here, right? That I want to be able to stay home. And it's not that you're making a million dollars doing this, this Facebook group. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, and, and that's really not your intent. Although I believe it will become something really great that you could even, you know, who knows what it's going to become. But but the point is, you're doing this because it is something you have passion around. And, and you want to really help people say, hey, if you don't have time for, you know, to connect to your families or you don't have enough time, FaceTime with your families because we are all trying to achieve, right? We're all working. Mm-hmm. We have limited resources. We have limited time available uh, as your kids get older, you know, they're all in sports. <laughs> they're going to be in sports mm-hmm. or, or music or whatever that is for them. But that really, um, you know, eliminates the time, the quality time that you get to spend together. And so finding a way, your tips, your um, your real passion around this is adding the value to each other so that it's a really meaningful time. And uh, because it is going to be limited, it's really, um, you know, specific to how you add value so that your then your kids or your nieces or your nephews or whoever that is in your life can learn those lessons, right, and give back to others. 
So that's kind of your yeah. your significance, right? Uh, yes, for sure. And I think as parents, we often get caught up in that pressure to do everything, you know, right mm-hmm. and to raise up good children. And it's easy for us to kind of lose sight of our ultimate purpose and in, in, in our quest for, you know, because we are worried about that. Sometimes we just are searching for practical tips and some kind of guarantee formula that's going to work. You know, how can I make my child behave, you know, mm-hmm. and we get caught up in that and we lose, you know, again, that ultimate purpose. And I believe as parents, we, we need the rescue and grace of God, especially as parents, um, but anybody really. Um, and it's just a grace that has the power to shape how we view everything that we do as parents. Um, you know, when I first started staying home with my kids and probably even before that, I was burdened with trying to manufacture this life change in my children. I was, you know, I was going to do whatever I could to change their behaviors. And and in essence, I was trying to cure a disease, let's say, to use this metaphor, by treating the symptoms Mm -hmm. and not really looking at (laughs) what the disease was itself. Yep. And so I was just really getting lost in the middle of my my own parenting story. What a great analogy. That is a great analogy. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I'm a little under the weather now, so... What's really going on here? Um, And so I actually got caught in this really bad place, and I was kind of in this shame cycle. I was yelling at my kids um, because it was the only thing that seemed to to make the make it make them listen, you know, and do what I wanted them to do, you know, I I I. Mm -hmm. And they would make these mistakes, and I would yell at them for that. Um, I'll never forget my daughter filled out one of these um, sheets in the in preschool, and they asked this question. The question was what does your mom say the most? And her response was pick up your toys. And I was like, Oh, you know, it's not, I love you or you're so special. pick up your toys. Mm-hmm. And so that really hurt me. And I was like, Oh, you know, it just made me again, reflect and look in the mirror again. And I was, I was just reminded, um, that, uh, I don't know that I just, I needed to, to remember that, I myself make mistakes and, and, you know, I needed the grace and forgiveness of my savior in the things that I was doing as a parent, because I felt like I was, I was really hurting my kids and in, in what I was doing. But you gave yourself um, permission, you know, you walk through that state of being able to give yourself permission to, to ask for prayer or, or feel like you can ask someone else for help or know that it's not perfect. Right. It's that, Mm -hmm. it's that comparison. It's kind of like Facebook, right? Everybody puts on Facebook these great things or, or the things that influence them the most. And then when you look behind that, there may be a lot of other stuff going on. And so as a parent, you know, the only times that you may socialize, maybe church or school or activities, but besides that, your life is your life inside of your house, right? What you Mm -hmm. make that as your home. And so the other things that happen around you, you know, that's where people tend to compare themselves. So having this Facebook group that's really authentic is is what I think is so important is because, you know, you are communicating to people that, hey, things may not be perfect for you, but here are some tips to get you through those really tough times and help you think mm-hmm. about and reflect and understand how you could add value to your family. And that's what's critical. It's It's on a Facebook platform but it's real. <laughs> it's really yeah. important information. 
and uh, it comes from a great space because it's it's from your soul and from your heart. Yeah, um, you know, we talk about the law of pain mm-hmm. too, and and that in those kind of bad experiences, that's when it leads to the great growth, and that's exactly what was going on with me. I was kind of at this crossroads, and for me, um, when I was in that moment of pain and overwhelm, I didn't know exactly what to do. Um, and it was, but it was in that moment that I was so grateful for the grace again of, of my heavenly father, because just like in many struggles in my life, when I don't know what to do, I, I kind of try to go through them on my own until I like realize, Oh, that's not working. Um, and I remember, Oh, I have a relationship with God. He can help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like to share when I talk about, about this, cause one of my friends put it really funny. She's like, he kind of just lets me do my own thing and then he hunts me down. And, um, I just, that's always stuck with me. I thought it was really a funny way to to put it, but it's so true because he loves us so much, Mm -hmm. you know, that he's not going to just continue to let us, you know, do it on our own. Um, he, he's waiting for us to ask him. And, and, and you said it, I, I gave myself permission. I asked for that help. And I think sometimes our pride gets in the way and we, and we don't want to ask for that help. Mm-hmm. Um, and be authentic and be unique uh, because of, of pride. And we don't, we don't want, you know, people to know we're struggling. Um, so well, and, that's you know, what holds us back. And as your kids get older, you know, and, and I just see this from, you know, a lot of different perspectives, friends and nieces and nephews, but you start to, the kids begin to have those relationships. And so they may compare their own family to Mm -hmm. their friends' families. And that's when a lot of pressures start coming on because it's, well, why can't we because, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they get this. Why can't we go on this vacation? Why can't we have this? Why can't I have this? You know, it's all around maybe materialistic or types of um, activities, right? And so it may or may not fit into your family. But the point is, if you connect to your family in a different purposeful way, Right, mm-hmm. that doesn't create pain when those situations come up about comparison. You can really teach from that, instead of you know being being or feeling like there's something that's there's a gap or there's something missing, you know. And a lot of times people just are constantly trying to compare themselves, keeping up with the Joneses, right? Whatever mm-hmm. that looks like for your family versus other things that are around you, and you know a lot of what people do as they as, as they grow into right the, your kids are young as they grow up they're going to really be influenced by the things that you teach them today it's those those activities you know they talk about your character your personality is built around after you're 5 years old right it's determined by when you're 5 years old your personality the things that you really connect to in life are designed and so right now you have three little kids under the age of five that are counting on you to make a difference in their entire life just by what you say, what you do, what you teach. And, and so that is so important for parents that are just beginning their journeys for you to be able to guide them and help them and teach them what you've learned. It's, it's really important. It is. And, and it's, you know, you say something like that and you think that as a parent and then you, you, you have this burden on you and there's this weight, right? Because you, you love these kids so much and you don't want to make any mistakes. And so the, the best tip that I can give parents is um, as parents to, to first 
and this is just my belief, but to first pursue God, because the best moms and dads are first daughters and sons of the king. And so um, when I kind of just remembered that as a parent, I realized, because I was, again, overwhelmed. I'm like, I cannot do this by myself. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I was seeing all these weaknesses that I had, and I just realized, you know, I have this heavenly father, and he can do it. And what I realized is that as a parent, our role is, as a parent, and God blessed us with these kids, all, all our role is is as ambassadors of the authority figure in our children's lives. Um, and, and what I mean, you know, what does an ambassador do? An ambassador just sends a message of, of what the, you know, his leader does. And so, for example, as parents, we are an ambassador of the authority figure in our kids' lives because even us as parents, we have an authority and, and that's God. And I think we struggle with that because who do we want to be authority over our lives? We want it to be ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I realized, you know, I, all I have to do is look to my father, um, who is the perfect father. Um, and, and that made it really easy. So it's, it's hard to say here, this is what you do as a parent when you're, you're, you have a purpose. Um, cause it's, again, it's not these practical things that you can do, but what it is, is just, um, making sure every action is shaped by one question. And that question is what is the will and plan of the one who sent me? And so when we do that, we begin to see, you know, those little moments that were once kind of interruptions in our lives or annoyance or misbehavior as a God ordained moment of ministry. And before I was kind of purposeful in my parenting and connecting to God, I, I, I would just, you know, have these conversations with my kids over and over of the same behavior and I would just get annoyed with it. And I was just wondering, you know, when are they going to get this lesson, you know, and, and just lecture and lecture. And, um, now I see it as just a wonderful opportunity for me to show them grace the same way that when I make mistakes and when I'm selfish and self-righteous, even in my parenting, that I have a father who is merciful to me. Um, and it just really changed mm-hmm. everything for me because um, I saw I saw their misbehavior, God showing me their sin, um, because I, I believe that what comes out of us is what's going into our heart. Mm-hmm. You know, what we put in our heart is what is going to come out. Um, and so not only actually was he showing me what was in my kid's heart, he was showing me what was in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and which for me, it was that anger. I'm like, where is that coming from? Now and we I, talk I about the law of the mirror. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. <laughs> can I say that's my favorite one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. So we talk about another one, you'll say that's your favorite one. <laughs> but that, you know, that one, as you start to influence and John Maxwell teaches us, leadership is influence, nothing more and nothing mm-hmm. less. You have the power to influence your kids today. You always have that power. But talking about having them believe, right, the power to believe in their own purpose, their own gifts, their own abilities, and not be afraid of that, that is tremendous. If they, That's chapter 3 in his 15 laws. And mm-hmm. so when you think about that is so important that he put it at the beginning of the book, right, it, and they're all important, but understanding what you communicate to the world is really how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. That That is so critical. You just step back as we learned that, Melanie, and we started to understand that chapter. It is so important because you can recognize that in any environment that you're in, 
in, in a social environment, in a church environment, in a school environment, in a family environment. You, all you have to do is sit back and listen, and you understand how people really feel about themselves. And so, man, that's, that is really critical as a parent to help your children, nieces, nephews, those people underneath of you in your life understand that value. It is critical. It is. And, um, and again, you can't give what you don't first receive. And so when I was able to confess my sins of selfishness, um, in, in trying to get my kids to do, you know, what I wanted them to do and the way I wanted them to do it, um, I, I had to ask forgiveness, you know, from God. And and I, and I needed to ask them for forgiveness too, because I wanted to model it Mm -hmm. for them and, and for them to see, you know, I am broken too. I'm a sinner. I need help. I need a savior just like you do. Um, and so really, uh, an awareness for me as a parent is that I'm more like my kids than I think. Uh, <laughs> and, and, in the fact that, you know, we're like, our kids are so selfish, you know, they want this toy and they don't want it until somebody else has it. And so they're going to fight, you know, I want it, I want it, I want it my way, you know? Um, but we're the same way as parents because mm-hmm. we, we just, again, we're, we're, selfish. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, it's that, hard that's to... human nature, right? And yeah. And so what do you think, and I know that you've given up things, right? You've given up financial purpose to be able to stay home with your kids because you're developing your, your potential. You're really stepping into that to, to have that more fulfilled life for you and your family. And what would you say today that you consider a trade-off? Um, I would say the the biggest trade off for me as a parent is um, control, um, because as a parent, I got to I have to give up as a parenting parent with purpose. I have to give up my control of what I again think my kids need, and instead I need to lean on God because He knows what they need, and um, and I have to trust that He will provide everything that they they need and what I need as their parent. Um, and so again, biggest tip I can give is to pursue God and to stay plugged into God and plugged into him. Because, um, as a parent, we, we need to realize that we need that guidance and we need protection and we need understanding and wisdom. Um, and which is all the things we want to give our kids, you know, love, discipline, forgiveness. Um, but also I think that God has a bigger need for them. He knows their biggest needs and and we may not know what that is, um, so uh, again, uh, just I have to give up that control mm-hmm. as a parent. That's mm-hmm. a that's a huge trade off, and it's a hard thing to do as a parent. Gosh, that's a hard for anybody, you know. Yes, uh, and that's a really a great lesson because again, it's giving yourself permission to not worry about having that control. Mm-hmm. What a great lesson! You're such a wise one. <laughs> oh, well, I just give all the glory to God. I feel like you know. He, he's really, because again, that I plugged into him, he's really showing me um, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it's been a really great journey. A really great journey. So mm-hmm. important. Talk to me a little bit about, I know you have this Facebook page now, but uh, mm-hmm. when, when people want to connect to you and they get involved in that, where do you see, you know, what do you kind of dream about and you think, I would love this to turn into so I kind of, so right now it's kind of just, um, it's kind of just a Facebook group where we, 
we can share, you know, we have some discussions sometimes we can share our own experiences, tips and things. Um, I also write a blog and so I post those on there sometimes again of my different experiences that are coming up as a parent. Um, but big, big picture, I really would like it to be uh, this kind of one-stop shop for, for parents, you know, where they can find, you know, um, if we need to talk about marriage, you know, we need to um, talk about health and kind of just, again, this one-stop shop. But I also want it to be a reach out kind of program too. And um, my vision for it, and it was a really cool thing that happened of how this kind of came about. But I think that God is calling me to help single moms. Actually on the post, um, I was asking, you know, people were giving me feedback and they said, Oh, as a stay at home mom, you should help single moms. And I was like, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And, um, just a really cool story. It's God to confirm that for me. I was leaving Bible study and I was at Muya getting some food (laughs) and I was just walking past this, this woman with two little boys, um, probably seven or eight. Um, and we just made this eye contact and it was really, I don't know. It was just like, it wasn't a normal kind of passing by and we said hi or whatever. And I went to my car and I just felt like God was telling me to go back in there and talk to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I literally sat in my car for two minutes, you know, going back and forth, like, uh, this is going to be so weird <laughs> going back in there. Anyways, I, um, I went ahead and did it cause I've done this. I, I had God tell me to do this before and I felt like I missed out on opportunity. So I was like, okay, I'm going to listen. Um, because again, I think God gives us, he doesn't always give us the big picture. I think he, he helps us walk in steps. Mm-hmm. And so this was a step he was telling me to take. So I was like, okay, I'll take it. So I went and talked to her and I just kind of told her I was starting this Facebook group. Um, I felt like God told me to come back in here. I don't know if that sounds crazy or not, you know, kind of just explain to her. And, um, oh, back at, when I walked past her, I felt like God also told me she was a single mom. And um, I didn't ask her in that conversation, but she had asked me, she's like, are you a single mom? And I was like, no. So I kind of felt like that kind of discerned for me. Oh, I think she is a single mom. Mm-hmm. But, but that didn't come up in that conversation. Anyways, long story short, I ended up calling, texting her. It was like, nice to meet you. And she said she she was so glad that I listened to, to what God was saying because she had literally come from Bible study and she was praying for godly friends in her life. And she said when I left, she was just bawling and in tears. Mm-hmm. Um and it, so it was a real just God moment. And, and, it, and from, from that, I was like, okay, I'm going to listen. And again, really just walk with purpose so that I can collide with the destiny that God has for me. Um, and I may not always know what that is because, you know, I've been through things in my life that if God would have, would have told me, Hey, this is what's going to happen to you so that you can get to the point that I'm at now. <laughs> I don't think that I would have taken, you wouldn't, you take, wouldn't have taken that step. step. <laughs> yeah. Because I knew what, what, you know, struggles were coming, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I wouldn't be sure if that's what, you know, I wanted to go through or not. Um, I tell you that so, so many people say, if I had a crystal ball, I would look at it and you're like, no, you would not. Because yeah. knowing what you know now, right. We were always told that as kids, if you knew what I know now, <laughs> you wouldn't yes. do that. <laughs> but yeah. you have to do that. That's part of the learning, right? That is mm-hmm. what we, what we know and what we've studied is failing forward. We have to mm-hmm. learn that part of it so that we can understand what we want to do next. If it's a good thing or a bad thing, it, we sometimes we win, sometimes we learn. And then 
hopefully if you learn, <laughs> as our mm-hmm. mentor says, you don't keep doing it, you know, <laughs> because that would be called stupidity. <laughs> right. You learn and you move on and you change so that you can become better. And so for you, you know, reaching out, doing things that as someone of faith, right, it's always about trying to add value to people's lives. And now that you're really focused, right, so the noise in your life is kind of removed because you're staying at home and now you have different noise, right? As a teacher, Mm -hmm. you might have experienced that as, well, I don't have enough time for my kids. And so now you've eliminated that. The trade-off is you do have time. Now what you've Mm -hmm. talked to us about is the control, the control Mm -hmm. of knowing that you have this time now, but you have another barrier, right? To be able to help them through that and yourself and giving yourself the permission to say, hey, I need to let go and let you experience those things and and help you and influence you in a great way as a mom. So they don't just hear, put up your toys. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's really about just laying that foundation for them um, and training them up, you know, so that they can because they're going to have free will, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just, while you have them, I think the statistics is, you know, you have 13 years and then they kind of are influenced more by other things, you know, their school, uh, sports, whatever they might be into, they're influenced by other things more than just you. But, you know, so while you have them, then it, it's really important to, to lay that foundation for them. So, so they can, when they're on their own, making their own choices that they can, you know, do that with confidence. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, as a message to all these parents, especially during the holidays, so tell me a little bit about what you're thinking. If you had a message to deliver to parents during the holiday season, we've just finished Thanksgiving and here we come Mm -hmm. into this busy season. It's almost December of Christmas and all of these, you know, kind of frustrations or comparisons or ideals that we have to be this perfect parent at, at Christmas right? If I don't do this, my child won't love me, right? Talk to me a little bit about how you coach some of these other parents and and what your thoughts are as a leader um, in going through this holiday season. You know, with, with, well, with Thanksgiving that just happened um, and being grateful of of the things that we have, um, one thing I think that's important for that is to, again, model. Um, and I, I listened to this really great sermon and it was about in order to be generous, um, you know, we first need to be obedient Mm -hmm. and in order to be uh, grateful, we first need to be generous. So, you know, kind of just backtracking and and it was a whole sermon. So I'll try to sum it up the best that I can. But what I got out of it is that we need to model obedience first. Um, and, and the example that they gave was in tithing, and, um, you know, because it's, it's a, it's a obedient thing that you do as into tithe, but when you're, when you do that, you're, you're able to be thankful for what God, and I think that's also the control again, cause you're, you're giving up your control of what you want to do with that money. Um, mm-hmm. um, and so just again, that obedience, once you're obedient, then you can have that overflow, um, and an analogy for that is, you know, if you're staying rooted in God, let's look at a tree, for example, outside my house. I have a few trees, and underneath one of them, I was walking out to just a second ago to take the trash out, and I was stepping on all these acorns, you know. 
and um, I was just noticing, you know, all these acorns. And I look up, and, and this this tree, you know, all the acorns are just overflowing off of the tree and, and all over. And I look across um, the driveway, and there's a tree there that, and it doesn't have any acorns, you know, falling off of that. And so, just like that tree, if we stay rooted in God, and and see ourselves as um, God sees us, that we can do this as parents. We are forgiven. We are righteous, you know, um, and really stay rooted in Jesus, then then we can um, produce fruits mm-hmm. or, you know, and, then, and tree analogy produce, you know, an overflow of acorns that are, you know, falling off now because there's, there's so many. Um, and so when we're coming up to the Christmas holidays, it's easy, yes, to be stressed, but it's easy to forget, you know, the real reason for, for Christmas. And, and I'm not saying I'm against decorations and, you know, giving gifts and doing all those things, but, but to really just, um, remembering, you know, what it's about and, and teaching our kids that that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just about, you know, all these things that we're getting. Um, I don't know. So, so I guess for the Christmas time, that's kind of what, we should remember, um, is that, you know, we were given so much and, and to be thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And and it is about the message, right? It's about the time of the year. It's being thankful. It's understanding that there is a bigger picture than just ourselves. And I think mm-hmm. that is, that's so critical. And however we can teach that to our families, whether we are connected to faith or church, but it's, you know, it's really about, um, family and, and really, you know, growing that and, um, and really understanding that message. So really, really grateful to have you in my life, Miss Melanie. It's been a pleasure to have you here to share your story about your purpose and you walking in purpose to collide with your destiny. It's happening. And so I really just thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a guest on Everyday Leaders. You are absolutely an everyday leader in my life, and I get to connect with you so many times, and I really appreciate that. So um, have a wonderful holiday season, and I hope that you can make it up to the Leadership Summit March 2nd. If uh, if you can, I would love to have you come to the Art Museum and, and participate with us, and it's going to be a great event. And so think about that. Put that on your calendar if you can make that happen. All right. I will. I, uh, and I want to tell you, Melanie, that I am beyond grateful for having you in my life. Um, I mean this when I say it, that my life today would not be the same without you. Um, and meeting you at John Maxwell uh, conference was a divine intervention that I know that God is using um, both of us to do some really great things. So I really appreciate your friendship and and everything that you've done for me. So, Oh, thank you. Hugs, 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 hugs. (laughs) Hugs. (laughs) Love you, girl. Have a great rest of the year. And I know that we will talk soon. So thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. And um, to all the listeners, uh, have a blessed Christmas. Um, I'll be praying for you and just thank you for, listening in on my crazy life. <laughs> <laughs> we'll connect the Facebook group. And so everybody can join that, take a look at it and, uh, and really follow Melanie. Cause she's, she is living into her purpose and it's so great. Well, thank you. Thanks dear. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 Leadership Summit is coming to Indianapolis, Saturday, March 2nd, 2019. Join me along with the 50 and 50 guests from Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. This exclusive event will take place at the beautiful New Fields Indianapolis Museum of Art on Saturday, March 2nd, 2019. You won't want to miss this one-of-a-kind leadership workshop where you will personally engage with these 50 leaders and learn how to apply their strategies to live your life with success. Don't miss this opportunity. You can be a part of this exclusive inaugural leadership summit here in Indianapolis, March 2nd, 2019. Remember, there's limited space available, so reserve your spot now. If you know of anyone that would be interested in sponsoring this exclusive event, please have them contact me directly at make at makeconnectionsforlife.com. Thank you for following the podcast of Everyday Leaders 50 and 50.